Thank you, our Father. We give you praise. Lord, thank you for the joy that is set before us. Thank you, O God, for the table which you have prepared in the spirit, even in the presence of our enemies. Thank you because you will anoint our head with oil and our cup will run over. Cups running over. Thank you. That will be the testimony of this season. Cops running over, the vessel of our soul, of our hearts running over. Thank you, our God. We give you praise. Father, come and help us tonight. Come and pour strength into our vessel for one another time of sitting under you to hear what you have to say. Lord Jesus, speak to our soul. Bless us. Come and solidify and crystallize all of your word, your counsel, which you have caused to descend, to come down to us at this time. I am praying, Lord, especially tonight for breakthrough. Let even beyond just the words that are said, let there be move of the spirit over the hearts of every person that will be under the sound of my voice I pray trigger a move of the spirit that will cause an inward encounter Father that will bring the conviction concerning all these things which you are saying to us Lord paint the hope with your own 
brush upon the canvas of our heart by your spirit bring down the ministry of the New Testament make it open over us make it clear make it plain write the vision upon our soul cause our eyes to see help us not just to see near but Lord to see far give us the eyes of an eagle that will see far thank you our father we give you praise tonight bless your holy name Holy Spirit of the living God I'm praying for that your ministry by which you are able to turn spiritual reality and conserve them in words and cause them to travel by the vehicle of words of the spoken word through speech that miracle through which you are able to bring the divine essence even the spiritual essence down upon to bear upon hearts of men as the word is being spoken take over now don't look at the frailty of my heart and my vessel but come and use me as a conduit a channel tonight for us to be blessed thank you our God I give glory to your holy name Lord as I speak tonight let faith rise within our heart as your word says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word I ask God as I speak that your words Lord let the faith for these things the belief, the belief of them, the agreement of, with them, let it begin to rise upon it in every heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our God. We give all the praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Good evening. Greet somebody. Say, um, thank you. I'm happy to see you. Congratulations to them for for being able to pull pull through. <laughs> Praise God. Tell them you are strong. <laughs> Amen. Do you have any strength left in you still for, for tonight? Okay, are you sure? Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're almost done. We'll soon be out of here. Uh, thank you, Father. Um, I just say, let us let's just see um, if the Lord still has some things to say um, about uh, what He's been speaking to us. Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to you. Praise God. Okay. Um, let's open our Bibles. First John, um, chapter chapter one. Praise God. Um, if 
Um, thank you. Okay, let's just read it. Thank you, Jesus. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have what? fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with who? With the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no what? God is light, in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is where, he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from what? All sin. So if we walk in the light, he is in the light, we have the word fellowship, one with what? With another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Praise Jesus. Uh, let's, let's just take that. Uh, so verse 7 here is um, defining this fellowship, right? is saying that fellowship is um, actually the, is likening fellowship to to a walk, right? Um, So that if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we will have fellowship one with another. That one another is who and who? Who is that? Father and son? No, that's not father and son. Who is that? Oh, that's the we here. If we walk in the light, 
and he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. One with another means it's just using almost like third person approach. Say that if you are walking as he is in the light, then you will have fellowship with him. That one another is if you walk in the light as he is in the light, then you have what? Fellowship to, with him. Does that make sense? Can you see it that way? Am I interpreting it wrongly? Do you agree? That one is another, it might confuse you. But he's talking and speaking about him here. Praise God. This he is him in verse 6. Right? And him in verse 6 is him in verse five, which is God. Praise God. So it's saying that if we walk in the light as God or the Father is in the light, so what he's saying is that if in the light you walk as he is, it didn't just say that he's walking. Of course, we know God also walks, but he's saying that you walk in the light as he is. So, in, in light, he is in light. They are now saying, come and walk in light where he is. Praise God. So, here, so the, so the walk here is why there isn't walk for you who is coming in and him is that well, the reason for your walk is for to come to be as he is. So the way, what kind of guides your walk in light is your, you are able to, to see how he is. And then you are trying to walk as he is. Are you seeing that? You are trying to do what? Walk. So if you are walking in light, as he is in light, then we have fellowship. You now be fellowshipping with him. Are you seeing that? Then when you're fellowshipping with him, then you see the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will then be, will now cleanse you, cleanse us, cleanse us from what? From all sins. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you still want to hear God's word today? Yes, Are you sure? Yes, okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you interested in this walking in light? That yes, light something. Yes, Praise God. Okay. Uh, walk in light. Of course, this light that you're walking in is walking in God. Because God is light. So God is not just light. He is in light. So it means that God is in himself. Right? God is where? God is, do you know God walks in himself? Because outside him there is no other place for, to walk. 
I, you can imagine that, right? Where the place where God walks in is actually where in inside in Himself. Now, this walk now is speaking about the walk of the soul, right? It's the soul. God has a soul too that walks, right? And then a man should learn how to walk in the light that God is. Praise Jesus. So that is the essence of, of fellowship of God. Now, so you see that God is, God is light, right? But God is in light, right? The same way God is spirit. God is in spirit. God is a spirit. Or did I worship him? Should worship him in spirit and in truth. Are you seeing that? So praise Jesus. Now, but when, you're, when you're speaking of this world, or the world of light, you have to stretch out that world of light. You have to account for different things. You have to account for the light that God is. And then you have to account also the fact that he is a father of lights. Plural. He's also a what? He's also a father of what? Of lights. Glory to God. Now, the, the reason for lights is for two. The inside light is where we've seen that in the book of Colossians chapter one, right? Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has then translated us into the kingdom. So he, see, he called it the kingdom of his dear son. One translation calls it the kingdom of the son of his love. Praise God. So that kingdom is not just what we call God's kingdom in general. He's speaking about a particular dominion which you've been translated into the kingdom of his word, his dear son. Praise God. Delivered us from the power of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his word, dear son. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. He has made us meet to be partakers. Praise God. Let's see what is verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the word of the inheritance of the saints in light. So you see in light there is an inheritance of the saints. Whenever you see the word inheritance, inheritance just means something that is the right of a son. It is the, the property of son, something that is unique to the father. You know, not everything that the son gets is an inheritance. Right, when that word inheritance is a key word, it's an important word, you can buy something for your son. Whatever you buy for your son is not an inheritance. Whatever you get from outside for him is not an inheritance. Inheritance means something that comes from the father to the son. That's the, the key word of inheritance. Praise God. Inheritance means what? Something that belongs to the son or is given to the son from the word, from the father. So giving thanks unto the father. Praise Jesus. Colossians 1 verse 12. Giving thanks unto the father which hath made us meet 
to be partakers of where? Of the inheritance of the saints in light. So, you now see why the inheritance of the father of lights must be, must be kept in light. It is actually an inheritance in light. Praise God. So there is, there is an inheritance in light which actually belongs to the sons of God. The inheritance in the light is a property of those who have who are, who are partaking of the estate of sonship of God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, so, that partaking of this inheritance that the Father has is through a means. How do you partake of inheritance? That's what John was teaching in, in the epistle of John, is that the way you partake of inheritance is through fellowship. You, you actually, you fellowship into the inheritance. Praise God. They cannot, God cannot mail the inheritance to you. He can't post it. He can't send it through Canada Post. He can't deliver the, 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 the inheritance through any other means. Is that because it is of where the inheritance is kept? It's an inheritance that is in light. So, if you want to partake, to be a partaker of the inheritance of the sense in light, you must walk in light as he is in the light. Are you seeing that? So, so walking in light is, is actually fellowship. Do you see that? The definition of fellowship means walking in light or having transaction in light. That is fellowship. Praise Jesus. So we have fellowship one with another and then the word. So you're seeing that when you're having fellowship, fellowship or walking in light then triggers something, the release of something. Right, there's something that is buried in light. Right, so you now see that the inheritance that is buried in light is the blood of Jesus Christ, his son. Do you agree with this? I'm just, just putting the scriptures together. Praise God. Is, that's just what I felt in my heart today. The Lord is just saying, move around the scriptures. And um, glory to God. And let's, I don't use the word play, but let's play around the, the word and the emphasis. You know, the scripture is, is powerful, right? Uh-huh. So... Glory to Jesus. So, can anybody doubt what I've said so far from when I started to now? Is there any, did that interject anything that's my own thought inside it? I'm just reading the scripture. We are comparing the scriptures together. Praise Jesus. So, and, and it's saying that if we have fellowship one with another, then the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, does what? It cleanses us from all sin. Now, that's, so that's why, why it means that 
That's why you, when you're having fellowship with the Father, at the same time, you're having fellowship with the Son. Right, he said that and our fellowship is with what? The Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Right? Praise Jesus. So, inside fellowship, fellowship is able to, is able to release the, the content of the blood. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Fellowship can do what? Release the content. This fellowship will release the content of the blood. The fellowship that happens where? In light. Causes the what? The content of the blood to be released. And it is that content of the blood that will produce cleansing from all sin. Praise Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> Amen. So let's go back again. Let's, let's read again verse, verse, from verse two. It says, for the life was manifested and we have seen it. And then bear witness and then show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Verse three. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that you may have what? Fellowship with us. So, um, that which we have seen and that which we have heard, they declare it for the purpose of you having what? Fellowship with them. And then truly our fellowship is with who? with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So, so they have already bought into a fellowship. So what they are saying clearly here is that they are already having fellowship with the Father and the Son, which means that they are in light, right? That clearly they are in light. It means that they are also, they are walking in light as he is. Praise God, you see that. So then, it's now, it's now saying that that which we have seen and that which we have heard, we declare. So it means that the place of fellowship is a place of seeing and hearing. Right? Fellowship is seeing and hearing. Seeing and hearing. Seeing and hearing. Praise God. While that's the, the whole point of fellowship. Say seeing and hearing. Who is seeing and who is hearing? The soul. Are you, are you getting me? When the soul is seeing and hearing in light. Not just any kind of seeing. The soul can see and hear but not see and hear in light. There is that arena of light, praise God, that his soul will begin to see and hear in light. That seeing and hearing is, um, is what is amount, amounts to fellowship. And then you now see that how you bring the soul into fellowship is by making the soul to is by declaring to the soul 
So he says that that which we have seen and heard, what? Declare we unto you, so that you also may have, what? Fellowship with us. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. So the declaration which they are giving to you, right, are, are the same things that are written in verse four. Right, if you want to ask, okay, what are these things that are declared? They are the things that are written, right, which um, they have been, they've been allowed to write, right? And these things that are, are written, are written unto you so that your word, joy may be what? Full. So you're not seeing there that um, to, to access this fellowship, if what they are saying will bring you into the fellowship, what they are declaring to you will bring you into the fellowship, and they say they are de- writing them, right, so that your joy will be full. It means that fullness of joy is also a way, means of what? Access into the fellowship. Praise God. But there is, there is a difference between how they, they are saying the same thing in verse three and verse four. The exact same thing. They are saying, but to bring some clarity, they, they change the language a bit. In verse three, they use the word declaration. Do you see that? They use the word what? Declare. What does it mean to declare? It means that we are saying it, we are giving it, or we are preaching it. It's a declaration to you, which is what they are doing. Right, what they have seen and what they are, they are declaring it to you. But then verse four is now saying the method of their declaration. Are you seeing that? Is the, the method of their declaration is through writing. It's through the, the mechanism of what? Of writing, writing unto you so that your joy may be what? Full. Now, if I can paraphrase what they are saying, I will say, we are declaring things to you. We, we are declaring, we, in, our intention is to declare things to you. But the declaration must follow a manner. A kind of manner. In what kind of manner? It's a manner that can bring about an essential, the, there's something essential about the, the way that, or there's something that must, that in the process of declaration, something must be deposited inside of you. Do you understand me? And so we have to find, we must find the method through which you can deposit. What they want to deposit in declaration is not just the information of what is being said, but it's also an impartation. They must declare it in such a way that there's an impartation of joy. Are you seeing that? And they say, okay, what is the means of imparting joy in declaration? It is through writing. Writing, say right. Writing, it is through writing that is declared. It's say writing. Glory to God. So, 
So writing here is not ordinary. Right? See, see writing. writing. The, the method of writing is for a purpose. So these things we write unto you that your joy may be what? May be full. So you see, there's a reason why verse four is in between verse three and verse five. It should just be verse three because they're talking about declaration. Then they should go from verse three to verse five and continue talking about the message. Okay, now this is the message which we have heard. Declare unto you, God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Are you seeing that? That, that actually is the summary of the message. God is light. Can you see that as a message? Um, it's a message. It's a, it's a massive message. That God is light. In him is no darkness at all. That message is a, is a, is a message that transcends the, the, everything about man. Everything we know. Both in our brain, when you come into your soul, you can't, you can't conceptualize a thing that has no darkness at all. When you come in the outward realm, in the natural, you can't conceptualize a thing like that, that has no darkness at all. It's a foreign message. God is a foreigner to man. It's a great message. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And it's a great message, it's a high message which they want to give to, to man. Praise Jesus. Now, so, but they, in between verse three and five, they have to put verse four, because they must clarify to you the way of, that the, the method of this message is important. That it is, if the message is, doesn't, if you don't go through the channel of writing, then you will not be able to pick out the joy of it. So it's now showing you the power of, or the wisdom of that which is written. Or what you, when they say write, write means script. What is scripted. It means that the declaration must be scripted. It must, it's a, it must have a script to it because there is something about the script, power of script. Say script. Script. Yes, there is something called the power of script or what we call script is what, it's what we call the scriptures. Scriptures is the script of God. Praise Jesus. So, so then he gives you an insight that what is the reason for wisdom of script? What is the reason for script? Now, take a step back. God is not limited. Do you know that? Do you know that God is not limited in terms of means, how to go about things, how to make things? You know, he can, he can do things in different ways. Um, God did not, does not have to necessarily have to have make us have Bible, so scriptures. They could have designed it in such a way that there would just be something about maybe in nature or in heaven, or maybe there's a tree that you look at. 
and you just begin to tell you something about God. Because the point is how to get an information into the soul. Information about, you see that message? That God is light. It's not physical light. It's, It's a kind of a spiritual light that God is. The light in whom there is no darkness at all. Praise God. But they, they, they now, they decided to use a means called scripting that what will carry the, the message of God to man must be, must be script. It must be something written. Do you see that? Do you know that that's a conscious choice that God made? And it didn't necessarily have to be like this. You understand? It didn't have to be like this. It's called, God is not, he's not short. You can think of creative means that he could have tried to impart. Maybe he would just put everything about him in nature. Which nature has things about him, you see, to a degree, right? Nature could have, have archive of God and say just relate with nature, relate with this, relate with that, you get to know God. But God said, no, I'm going to have, there's going to be a physical book and the Spirit of God designed it. We know that clearly from the book of Peter, right, that no, no prophecy of scripture is capable of private interpretation for holy men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Say, say holy men wrote. Holy men wrote. So, Writing is the product of movement of the Holy Ghost. For the, the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God speak. They speak as they were what moved by the Holy Ghost. Praise Jesus. So that speaking here is, you know, is what was the only holy men speak that was written. The writing is is category is is uh-huh, is is penning down what was said. Do you understand? So when when I'm saying write write say write uh-huh, writing don't reduce it just physically. All right, you have to know that the first the, the main writer is the tongue. Right, the tongue of a ready writer, or the pen. My tongue is as the pen. He said, my heart, first of all, is indicting a good matter. That's one of these prophets which they spoke about. He's trying to tell you the, the process of how this, uh-huh, this prophecy came, how it came. He said, my heart, so it starts with an indictment of a matter. That was, praise God. He said, my, my heart is indicting a word, a good matter. Amen. And I said, I, I, I speak of things which I have made. That's Psalm 45, verse 1. My heart is indicting a good matter. Then I speak of things which I have made, touching my king. Then my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So it is my tongue. He didn't even say it's ass. He said this tongue is a pen. So the pen is like the tongue is actually a what? A writer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you can see that in this place here, 
movement of the Holy Ghost happened within the heart to indict a, a good matter within the heart that caused the mouth to speak of things which are as touching the king. So he says, holy men speak as they were moved or as their heart, there was an indicting of matter. Our movement it within it manifests as a matter that will just, the, the, the spirit will move upon their heart to raise a matter and then the tongue will begin to speak. So you're seeing here that they are speaking of writing as what? As speech first. That this tongue really is the writer. Uh-huh. So what we call scriptures, scriptures are the physical writing of what many tongues have written. Right, it's the physical representation of what many tongues, different tongues that came out of the movement of the spirit have, have written, right? So the real writer is the tongue. Praise Jesus. The writer is what? The writer is the tongue. Is the tongue, praise God. Now so, why the tongue? The tongue is a unique member of the, of the body, of a person, it's very, very unique actually, when the tongue is not like any other thing. It's not like any other um, system in the body. God designed the tongue to be special. Um, such that he, he put a member within the body that can pick signal from the spirit, fresh. Fresh signal. Yeah, you can, the, 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 your, you see your tongue can plug, go around your soul and plug into your spirit man and begin to release, it will begin to pick matter or or things from your impressions, from your spirit man, and try to say them. A lot of time when you're speaking in tongues, that happens. You can be releasing things. After a while, the tongue can disconnect from your spirit man and, and then connect to a spirit of prophecy that comes around or that is upon you. And then if you begin to, that, that spirit of prophecy can take over the tongue and the tongue will begin to speak. The prophetic spirit. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Uh, so that tongue, Paul was writing about the tongue. Say how how great a matter, the little of a fire. Sorry, how great a fire a little member kindled. That member is just speaking. The tongue is a tiny matter. Even so, the tongue is a little member. That's James chapter three. Praise Jesus. Even so, the tongue is a is a little member, and then boasted great things. Behold, that word boasted is not just saying that he's proud or something, no, is that the word boast means tongue concerns itself with matters greater than the person. The tongue can pick, imagine the tongue, the tongue can try and pick 
impressions, spiritual impressions. You can try and pick divine impressions. Right? If an angel comes here now with an atmosphere, your tongue can try and pick that. A tongue can pick the, the a matter from a spirit that's way higher than the man. Well, the man, all his all senses are dead. The eye can't see anything. He can't feel anything, nothing. But the tongue can just begin to. You know what I mean? We can just begin to pick something. So he's a, he's a little member, but he's actually a very significant. Praise Jesus. Amen. Even so, the tongue is a little member and, and boasted great things. That word boasted great things means it can. It, it, can, it, it can tamper with great matters. Then he says, behold, how great a matter, matter, a little fire kindled. Praise Jesus. So uh, say, how great a matter. How great a matter. A little what? Go to verse 6, James 3 verse 6. Then you now say the tongue is a fire. So in verse 5, the little fire that kindles is the tongue. Do you see that? So this tongue can kindle, go back, verse 5. Okay, yes. So it says, even so the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindled. So the tongue can take a matter and kindle it. What matter will the tongue kindle? Is a matter in the heart. Because it's a great matter, it means that it can kindle a great matter. Uh-huh. But in, in the book of Psalm 45, it says, my heart is indicting a good matter. Praise God. So that good matter, the matter of the heart, praise God, it says my tongue is as a pen of a ready writer. Praise Jesus. So that, that pen that was as a tongue of a red, is a tongue of a ready writer, is a, is a tongue, is a fire. The tongue is a fire that is ready to kindle the matter. Uh, do you see that? Yes. How great a matter, a little fire kindled. The tongue is a fire. Then it calls it a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. So, of course, he's applying this wisdom to the guys he's writing to, they who had some issues, you know what I mean? <laughs> Praise God. So he's trying to use, he's trying to, he was trying to help them to be careful with their tongue. But to, to make them know why they should be careful with their tongue, he has to bring the revelation, James, has to bring the revelation of what the tongue really is. You know what I mean? All the problems in the world have been caused by tongue. Have you ever noticed that before? It can be caused by tongue. Praise Jesus. Almost all the wars that have been fought some of the worst, the deadliest wars that have been fought in the nations of the earth. You would think one great thing happened. Then you, you will feel like maybe someone just got up, bombed somebody, 
Then everybody got angry and started bombing each other. You think that that's how wars start? That's not how wars start. It's like it's conversation that start wars. It's tongue. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the tongue is powerful. Tongue can be a doorway through all of hell can pass through tongue. Come. How did Satan enter the world? It's through tongue. How did he? It's just by allowing, bringing a matter, allowing the two, he took over the serpent. And it was through the tongue of the serpent. He was using the tongue of the serpent to pass through into the world. Do you see what I'm saying? Then through the, the serpent, he was able to kindle a fire in Eve. Through, the, through his, are you getting what I'm saying? So the tongue is a kindles fire. It's a fire. No, to kindle means to light. Yes. Wow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me? Yes. Have, you, have you seen the shape of tongue before? It's a fire. It's a flame. Right? That's why they will, they will say they came upon them in, in the upper room, cloving tongues as of fire. It's, then, so the, the clove, why would they use the representation of fire upon them? They're now manifested in them speaking in tongues. It's a showing something. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You understand? When God was designing the tongue, he designed it like what it really is. You know, I'm, I'm making a fire, so let's make it in the shape of a flame, a, a, a little fire. Do you understand that? So he said the tongue is a fire. So if, because Paul was teaching them about the danger of the tongue here, so it's a, it's a world of iniquity. So if the tongue can be a world of iniquity, that means it can also be a tongue of righteousness. Yes, a world of righteousness. Yes, and it depends on who is using it or what matter is it kindling. Yes. Do you see that? You can, it's very clear to you that the tongue of, of uh, the tongue of the writer of Psalm 45 was kindling a matter of righteousness. I speak of t- things which are made touching my king. Uh, praise God, with the king later he began to speak about his, the matter that his tongue was kindling. Let's go back to that, James. Let's, let's thank you, Jesus. So. A word of iniquity. It says, so is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. You see that? So if, we have to be substituting it now. If it defileth the whole body when it's, it's, it's kindling the matter of iniquity, it means that it can also what? Uh, make holy. It can also sanctify and purify the whole body as well when it begins to kindle the matter of righteousness. So it means that it can also result in the cleansing from sins. Say cleansing from sins. You see, and set it on fire. So this is the power of tongue. They say life and death are in what? The power 
of the tongue. It's not an exaggeration, it's just, just how it is. It's the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the what? Are in the power. It means that when it comes to, what do you mean by that is how the soul lives or dies is in the power of the tongue. Praise God. So it, it, that it defiled the whole body, then you see it set it on fire the cause of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Praise God. So he, now you have to use wisdom, substitution, remember? So it set it on fire the cause of nature. That one is true. That's one of the main reasons for the tongue, is to set on fire the cause, the cause of nature. Praise Jesus. Are you, are you blessed today? Yes, Glory to God. The tongue word sets on what? Is to set on fire the cause. What is the cause? It means to, to set on fire means to, to consume. It's to consume the cause of nature. Do you see that? It can consume, so I want you to see that thing. The tongue, the tongue is a fire. It's a little fire that kindled a great matter. It means that it's a little fire that can cause a greater fire or that can set on fire something, cause a great fire, amen, to burn. And that, can, that settling on fire, really what is designed to set on fire is the cause of what? Nature. It means that the tongue is what is, def- is designed to interfere with the cause of nature. Are you agree? Are you seeing me? Are you see what I'm saying? Nature. If if tongues are not empowered, nature will remain the way it is. If tongues, if tongues don't don't intervene, everything about nature will remain the, the way it is. Only tongues can can adjust nature, can set on fire the cause of nature. You understand? Only tongue can do that. But in this negative example, which James is using to teach, he's now showing you where, where the tongue gets his fire. So the, the tongue is a little fire that kindled something, a great matter. But it, he itself is kindled of hell. So if, if hell can kindle it to become a world of iniquity, it means that heaven can also kindle the tongue to set on fire the cause of nature. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? You're seeing that. So, what is scripture? Scripture are tongues, uh, archive of fires. That is what the scripture is. Praise God. What are the scriptures? They are, they are archives of what? Of fires. They are archives of what? Fires. Praise Jesus, that are designed to set on fire 
the cause of nature. Tamper with nature. Do you agree? So, when they're speaking about the way of, of the way of, you know, when they were, the Bible was speaking, was saying that, where's the, the scribe, where are the wise, First Corinthians, where are the disputers of the age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of this world that not through wisdom should men know him, but through the, the foolishness of tonguing, right? Praise God. Foolishness of what? That's what preaching is. Every preacher is, a, is an igniter, is an igniter, right? Is somebody who has, is, uh, praise God, that through the foolishness of preaching to, to save them that do what? Believe. Praise Jesus. So, so when you say preach, what do you preach? You preach what has been written. You preach the script. You preach the gospel, right? What is the gospel? The gospel is an archive of tongues that have sounded, right? By through movement of the spirit, praise God, that those tongues have what? They have sounded, amen, and then they are, all those tongues brought has been archived in the Bible. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, there are key aspects of the Bible. Some aspects of the Bible are key, very key, very key. To the ministry, you see, in the book, when you go to the New Testament, especially in the book of the Revelation, there's a lot of reference, not just Revelation, even in Jesus' language, there's reference to the law and the prophets. All right? What they call what the the law and then what? It's not it's not all the Bible that's law and prophets. There are key things in the Bible that are amount to law. They didn't say they didn't say books of Moses and prophets and the prophetic books. They didn't say all the books in the Old Testament. Do you agree with me? Right? The law and the prophets. The law and the prophets. The law and the prophets. What is, what is key about the law and the prophets that makes them the archive of the, of the materials of salvation? Can you tell me? They are not stories. They are express sayings. It's not all of, it's not everything. Genesis is not even the law. You're not, so even when you are saying law and prophet, you can't even include Genesis from law and prophet. Genesis is, is law, is our stories. So you don't, it, it, law and prophet doesn't include, it's not in Genesis. There is not all of Exodus that is law. 
what is law are those, ex- those explicit things that were tongued by God. God tongued things and then Moses wrote them down. Some on the Ten Commandments and some he wrote in other books which are all kinds of things which God said. The Lord speak unto Moses saying, that's part, anything he said unto Moses, there are laws given to him. All of the records, so all of those archive of those things are what he called the law. Do you agree with me? Then when you go into the, the prophets, they are, what archives are the prophets are things that were inspired by the tongue of the prophets. Are you seeing something I'm saying here? Am I saying the other things are not important? No, no, no. Those things are there for skill. There's a reason why everything in the Bible, Holy Ghost designed them to be written that way. Do you understand what I mean? But when it comes to the, the setting on fire of the course of nature, like when Jesus Christ said, what Jesus came, came to, Jesus was raised by the things that were in the law and things that were in the prophet. Why there's something about the law and the prophet that makes them special. What is it? It is the movement of the spirit. It's because those things are, they are writings that came, they came by an inspired movement of the spirit upon those who spoke. It was, as the Bible was saying in the book of um, First Peter, right? Quickly, First Peter chapter one. Did they minister the things? Praise God. Amen. Has anybody fallen asleep yet? Okay, of which salvation, First Peter chapter one, verse 10, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and then what? And then searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should what? Come to you, verse 11. <clears throat> Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, are you seeing all these things in the prophets, all these things inside the prophets? When it testified, these are the things Jesus read. You understand? The spirit of Christ which was in them, which did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ, and then what? The glory that should follow. Verse 12, unto whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, but unto us did they minister the things which are now then reported to you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the word angels desire to look into. Are you seeing them? So you're seeing that custody of speaking. First of all, they minister the things, but those things are now reported to you. So that word reported to you by who? By them that have preached. So you, are you seeing preaching here? Praise God. Them that have preached the gospel unto you with what? The Holy Ghost that is what? Sent down from what? From heaven. 
than which things the angels would desire to look into. Glory to God. Now, there's also a secret. These people who who reported these things that by them that preached the gospel unto you. Um, You see the New Testament first. They are the first preachers. Jesus first in the Synoptic Gospels. Then you now see from the epistles, Romans, down to Revelation, right? You see the, the um, reporting of those things through preaching, right? And there's, there's something that signifies, you see all, the, all those epistles, I, almost all the epistles were not just written, like Paul was not just taking pen and then writing to the grace and peace unto you, no. Paul narrated his letters. Do you understand what I mean? What I mean is that he had to use the vehicle of his tongue too. Now, some people can be gifted with maybe, I guess, just inspired writing by just by the Spirit, just writing by the Spirit. But it is not that easy like that. The most impactful Christian writers that I have read, the most impactful Christian writers that I read that have impacted me the most are not just writers, they are preachers. Do you know that, like Daddy Higgin, Daddy Higgin doesn't just write books. Almost all his books are his messages. I can bet you that if he just sat down and said, let me just write, those things will not. (laughs) You just came to our world, before you do it, you start describing some intellectual cerebral something that will not carry the weight. But when when you are reading Higgin, it's like someone is preaching to you. Why? It's because there are messages that came through their are fires. When you write, when you read something that has no fire in it, it's different from when you, when you read something that, ha, that, is, that is a fire, it feels different. I remember back then when I used to read Smith Wigglesworth. You know, Smith Wigglesworth's book, I don't, I don't think he wrote any book. But they are more of compilation of his messages. When you say someone read Smith, it was more of his messages. Read Smith, you will taste the fire. When you're actually reading his, right, you are reading his tongue. It's actually his tongue. You are reading. And when you are reading, his tongue can fall upon you. While you're reading him. Do you, agree? Do you understand what I mean? He can, what I mean is that his tongue can set your, your, your nature on fire. That's what the, that's the word the, the tongue is for. Is to set on fire the word, the cause of nature. So what, preachers are people who you pick fires from. Right, that's what the, when a man has been anointed to preach, it's, it's been, his tongue has been equipped and lit to carry a fire. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Books that are just cerebrally put together, they don't do too much. They don't, they don't. A lot of time, those books, 
They will be nice when you are reading it, but try and leave it. You will not discover that, that those things are not livable. If someone just sits down and think to write something, most of the time they are not livable. But when it comes through the, the, the vessel of the tongue, the tongue has a way because tongue doesn't just talk. To speak, you must key in somewhere. Yes. Tongue speaks from spirit. Input into tongue is spirit. Do you, know, do you understand me? Yeah. You don't, you don't fully understand me? Do you, do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? You, if you, if you, praise God. <laughs> if you want to, you can, you can mentally try and, try and peruse, try and calculate something or try and mentally access something. And then it can be difficult to just purely mentally access something. If you want a speed of access, Start talking around it. Why? Because that thing you're trying to access, if it's something that is, if it's a knowledge, it is kept by a spirit. A spirit holds the knowledge, that thing. So if you try and just think into it, you will will get difficulty. But just pick matters around it and talk them. When you are trying to talk them, you are trying to con- your tongue will connect the spirit that has the key of that thing, and it can, it, the spirit can decide if it wants if it's if it's, a, if it's something you've gained access to already, it will is open to you. You can always connect that spirit through tongue. I'm I'm showing you the secret behind what they call writing. I'm actually, what I'm teaching you. Is scripture. I'm, this is the, the, the design of what you call scripture. That's what I'm teaching you. Not just, so scripture is not just black and white, black paper, white ink. That's not what scripture is. Scripture is are things that have been delivered through what the avenues of the tongue. The tongue is a creature of God. All right, God is, is for a special reason. God created a tongue. The, the purpose of the tongue is to bring, is for importation, import spiritual things into the natural realm. That's the, that's the purpose of the tongue. With your tongue, you can import things from hell. You can be an importer. Some souls are like that. Some souls are, they import hell, hell to the earth. Yeah, they're they keen upon themselves. I'm just going to be a gate of a door. Do you understand what I mean? When Jesus was referring to gates of hell, who was this? Do you think it's men, it's tongues who are the gates of hell? When he said, Upon this rock I'll build my church, right? What rock will I build my church? Is a, a rock of tonguing. Mm-hmm. He asked them, was asking them questions. Who do you say that I am? Who do. You know what I mean? Who do men say that I am? They kept giving answers and answers. Then he asked Peter, who do you say? Well, I was just asking questions. He was giving them to see if they can connect. If, if the Father will have mercy to inspire their tongue, he wanted to demonstrate something. 
We're going to demonstrate the secret of the church that he will build. So when he asked Peter, then what happened? Peter spoke. He now said, blessed are thou, Simon, Arjuna. For flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my word, Father. So it's very clear to you that at that moment, you, Peter, it was an inspired moment. There is nothing in the law, right, just dry, reading dry, the way these men knew of the law that should give them this information. So it means that what he said came from a spiritual source. He had to, his tongue was connected from somewhere. And he said, blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but what? My Father, which is in what? Heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou, Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, what is the rock? Is the rock of what? Is the, revel- is the rock of revelation? You can also call it the rock of scripture. I, I'm saying scripture is not letter. Letter kill it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about scripture is not paper. Scripture is what? The archive, the record of, of what? Of things that came through the inspired tongues. That's what scripture is. Things that came through, or the record of things that came through what? Inspired tongues. He said, but my father which is in heaven, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. And then the word, when I do it this way, the gates of hell shall not what? Prevail. So gates of hell always try to prevail. All right, who are gates of hell? There are other men who have, who have tongue also, but whose tongues are being kindled, set on fire of hell. And this man, where you think you will see them is not where you will see them. You might think, ah, all the guys who are important here, you will see them where in all the Agberos, all the, all the guys who sing hip-hop music, and all the guys who, you know, praise God. You know when they are rapping, all those things, ah, this is hell. <laughs> this is a gate of hell. Talking about murdering and all that. That's not, do you get what I'm saying? I'm talking about, well, even guys rapping about murdering and all of those things, stealing, I don't know what they rap about. Those things, what, what business does that have to do with the church? That's not, that's not what the, that's not what the, that's not what the gates of hell, where, where it wants to prevail. Those ones who are rapping, they are already in hell. They are in hell. They are rapping from <laughs> Praise God. You understand what I mean? But but this just is talking about gates that will be raised for church. So these gates of hell will be men who have designed, been designed to speak to the church and in the church. Amen. Amen. Does somebody believe me or not? So the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
What is the, what is the, what is the antidote against the gates of hell? Is this rock. Right? When the Bible will say, and I built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. What foundation is that? The foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Those are people who have, and are built, Ephesians 2 verse 20, are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. Praise Jesus. He's telling you what the church will be built upon. Glory to God. So you see that foundations, the foundation is, is, foundation is laid by tongues, by speaking, by preaching. You understand this preaching word, revelational preaching, right? That's how foundation, this foundation for what? That spiritual house we're speaking about yesterday, right? A spiritual house is a tongued up house. It's through tongues that you do what? That you raise the spiritual house. Say tongues. Uh -huh. you, you, will, you will talk to the house till it raises, rises up. It's through tongues. It's tongues that lays the brick of the house of the temple. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's tongues now. Yesterday we were making reference to the Zechariah vision. Yes, sir. Do you remember it? Yes, sir. When he brought forth the headstone, can you remember? Yes, With shouting. That was the, that was the, that's the power behind the building. Uh, he brought forth the headstones with shoutings. That thou, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. And that, that mountain is what is stopping the temple from being built. See this mountain? Every soul has their own. It is raised by hell. It's raised by Satan to stop the purpose of building the temple. Praise Jesus. Say, who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain and shall bring forth the headstone. Thereof there which shout things, crying. The word crying is not like sad crying. It's crying. It means... He's talking about a, a fiery kind of, you know what I mean? Aha, uh -huh. praise Jesus. With shoutings, crying, grace, grace to it. Anytime you see a preacher of who is anointed of this order to raise God's house, if you can, they can make you see beyond the, the physical English or whatever language you're speaking. And they can tell you what his soul is shouting as he's preaching. He's shouting, grace, grace, grace to it. He was, he's, he's, he's crying, releasing a fire of grace. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Now, so this vision now showed you where the fire of shouting comes from. What is... What is under the fire of the tongue? How do they kindle it? What is it? It's oil. Say oil. oil. Do you agree with me? 
Is oil? Is that in, the, in this vision? You can read it. There's not. We don't have too much time. They, when they show him the vision of the olives and everything with the two golden what? The point is golden oil. And he said to me, what seest thou? I said, that's verse two. I have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it. And then his seven lambs thereon and seven pies to the seven lambs which are upon the top thereof. Verse three. And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. Verse 4. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Say, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. See the Lord of hosts. Okay, what was the next verse? Who art thou, great mountain? Go on. Then verse 8. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse 9. The hands of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also what? Finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has what? Sent me unto you. Okay, what's the next verse? Uh-huh, okay, then verse 11. And answered I and said unto him, what are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick? So the, the trees from where the oil is flowing into the lamps, right? He says that what are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof, verse 12, and I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches, which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And verse 13, And he said, answered me and said, Knowest thou not what this be? And I said, No, my Lord. Verse 14, And he said, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole world. Earth. Is there verse 15? That's, that's the end. Okay. So, without joining too much, I've been teaching you guys a long time. So, you know, these two anointed ones are the two witnesses. You see them in the Appian Revelation chapter 11. And those are two witnesses that signify the law and the prophets. You see that? How do I know it there? One of them has the sign of the law that he, he what calls what? Fire from heaven. That's an Elijah operation. The other one. Huh? No, sorry. What am I saying? One shot heaven that it rained not. The enemies. Then, what's the other one? The other one turned water to blood. That is a mosaic operation. All right? The power to shut heaven rain not in the days of their prophet. Who did that in the Bible? That's Elijah. That was a sign of Elijah's, one of the, that's the biggest operation. Then the other one, 
to turn water to blood. That was mosaic. Moses did that. So that was a sign of these two witnesses. Is the law, Elijah signifying the law, the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Moses signifying, sorry, the law, spirit of Elijah signifying the prophets. Praise Jesus. So he says those are the, those are the two witnesses. So those witnesses, so think of now those witnesses as, the, they, they call them trees, right? Those trees are olive trees that release oil. Uh-huh. So, praise God. So the, the, the fire for the building of the house, praise God, it comes. You know, that, that fire manifest is a light is a lamp but that lamp signif- is a tongue mm-hmm. yes are you seeing that is a light is a, a lamp but it's also in other words how do you, how does the, the way a tongue releases matter information that's how a light, a lamp releases light. Is a type. So light, the tongue can talk light. Light coming out of the tongue. Through teaching. Light is breaking forth through tongue. Now that's the operation of the tongue. The purpose of preaching is to bring light. Do you agree with that? It says God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has shown in our heart to bring the light of the word glory of God in the what? In the face, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of what? Of the glory of God in the what? Face of Jesus Christ. Praise God. What's verse, verse 7? Then we have this treasure in verses that the excellency of God might be of excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. Glory to God. So, so you can see that that light in the face of Jesus Christ is, is actually a light of the gospel. Praise Jesus. Uh-huh. So the gospel is, gives light. Means that whenever the gospel is preached, light is given. So tongue, if a tongue can give light, it means the tongue is a lamp. Do you agree? If the tongue can do what? The, the tongue is a kind of lamp. Right? Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So you see that golden oil that comes from the witnesses? Right, that golden oil. Becomes the light, the source, the light source. And that light source is the power behind the building. 
the raising of the house of the temple. You see that? Praise Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the tongue converts oil to light. That's the work of a preacher. Yes. Right? That's the job of a preacher to convert what? Oil to light. So, what kindles the fire? of the tongue, call the tongue. The tongue says, is this, so think, think of the tongue as a lamp. A lamp gives light. The tongue is a lamp. Mm-hmm. Another word for lie, lamp, is spirit. Right? L- lamp is spirit. It's actually spirit. That's one thing that, in all my reading, even in physics, one thing I don't understand is fire. They told me there are three states of nature. Which of them is fire? Is fire solid? Is it liquid? Is fire a gas? They should have said maybe their first state Fire, then solid, solid, liquid gas, and then fire. <laughs> so what is fire? Praise Jesus. So fire is actually spirit. Uh-huh. Right. So if you want to see, if you want to see, is it, it's a spirit. The fire is a kind of a spirit. It behaves like wind. It's almost, or it's, it's, it's a spirit. Do you see that? So you want to see where, what state is, Light and spirit, one. Right, is that in that fiery, the fire is demonstrating light and demonstrating spirit at the same time. That's the wisdom behind the seven lambs before the throne, which God fathers. Do you see that? So, see that thing, that's, that's who God is. No, God is, God is spirit. God is light, right? He's the father of spirit. 
father of life. But you know one thing else God is too? He's a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. And when they say for our God is a consuming fire, they are not negating that he's lit and he's a spirit. Because a fire is a spirit that is also a light. So, but what is the meaning of a consuming? It's a fire for consumption that consumes things. Are you, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, you now see then that the, when you see, when you see a tongue, right, a tongue is just, it's a little tiny fire. Right, tongue. Not, not, the one, not tasting, eating food, no. I'm just talking about the tongue's operation in its oratory kind of essence, that kind of thing. It is acting as a fire. So anytime you see a person speaking, you can try and discern what fire, what's talking. What, what light is this? What spirit is this? Right? What light is this? What spirit is this? Because that thing, moment, the moment you hear someone talking, it means a fire has been kindled. And that thing also has the power to spread. It actually, you get what I'm saying? It's, so every time when you see speaking ongoing, it is something from the spirit that wants to come in. That's what it uses tongues. When spirit, spiritual nature, essence, want to be, want to have impact in, the, in, the, in our natural world, they look for tongues to pass through. Tongues are the gates. is the gate into the world of the spirit. Are you getting me? Yes, you don't agree with me? Yes, sir. It's, it's tongues, really, that really sets on fire nature. It's tongues that are, that are the real problem. Now you say, but it's not how men think. Yeah, I agree, he's thinking. But see, Daddy Hagin was said something. He said that, he said thoughts may co- will come. Thoughts will come. He was even speaking about maybe negative thoughts. Right, people who are having struggles mentally and all kinds of things. You know, you say, well, but I believe God, but I think all kind of weird stuff sometimes. I'm thinking bad things in my mind. And you're saying, look, leave that, that mind thing. Forget about that thing. That, your, mind, your mind is like a play field. You cannot stop spirits from dropping thoughts. They will drop thought, man. It's a land. It's like you have a land somewhere. You, have, you, you can't... Are you getting what I'm saying? Spirits can drop their own things. All kinds of spirits. That's why you cannot just be living free from your mind. Anything you think you go and do or anything you say. <laughs> right? That's why sometimes at the beginning he will even teach. He taught. He said that you can have faith in your heart and doubt in your head. You know the way they taught faith in the, in the milk of the word, in the word of faith? Wow. When you hear them teach, you will think that they never think doubt. Yes, 
But when, when Dad Hagen taught, he said, no, it's not really about faith. It's not here. Faith is inside. Right? So you can have faith for something, but there's doubt. When you're, you're thinking about, hey, can this thing happen? You are, but doubt can stay in the mind. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but so, what sets and causes nature is not thought, right? The pro, the, 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 what makes thought powerful? And what we say as a man thinketh. But what makes thought powerful is that thought can thought can push themselves through tongue. The, 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 your thought, your thought, your mind is always pressing against your tongue. It's, it's pressing again, or constantly pressing against your tongue. Say me, say me, say me, say me. You understand? Who is, who is what's pressing? Most of, most of those thoughts are spirit who want to use the door of your tongue. They want to come into this place. They want to impact nature. They want to impact, first of all, you. They want to, first of all, set your whole body on fire first. And then make you kindle first, first thing. Do you know that thought cannot set your body, your, own, your, your body on fire? But spirits, they will put it in your mind and then the, the, the thinking can pressure the tongue. Say me, say me, say me. And Daddy Hagen said something. He said that, and this is a key for anybody if you are struggling with any kind of mental issue. Maybe you, you feel like oh, you have condemnation. You have those kind of mental things that plague you. Right? Your real problem is not that you think those things. Your real problem is that those things are found on your lips. You can never escape a reality that, that comes out from your mouth. You can never. Once you are saying it, that's it. You are giving birth to it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Praise God. I think because of time, I just feel I can, I can flow. With, I can pick the impression of the tongue, and it's in line with what I'm saying. Praise God. So, if you are, is the tongue? Is the tongue? Is the tongue? How great a matter a fire a little word. Mm-hmm. So, what Daddy Hagen said, he said that he said thoughts will come. He didn't say me. He said will. He was even speaking concerning bad thoughts. He said thoughts will come, and they may persist. Thoughts will come. They may persist. But if not acted upon, they will die unborn. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. right? Yes, sir. But when you say acting, it's not just doing things. The real action is, is what you say. What you say. Praise God. 
Do you get what I'm trying to say? If you are thinking maybe wrong thoughts, doubtful thoughts, all kinds of, maybe as the world is going on, for example, messages, you're not, but all kinds of thoughts. You think you're the only one? The problem is that you feel you are the only one that has thoughts. That's the problem most of the time. You feel like, ah, I have contrary thoughts. Hey, there's a problem. You don't know that the guy who's preaching to you also has thoughts too. Do you understand? Because you, you, you only magnify thoughts like because you don't know what your mind is. You don't know your mind is an open field. All the evil spirits can see your mind. They can drop things. You just, and, and it's not every thought you think that's your thought. Yes, sir. Have you, has it ever occurred to you before? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Eh? Yes, sir. There's not every thought that comes to your mind as your own. There are some things that originate from your spirit, yes. but it's not every thought that enters your occurs to you. Yes. So my just spirit is talking to you. Yes, eh? And sometimes you feel like it's something. It's not everything that comes to your mind that, is in, that came from your nature. You have to be spiritually wise. You have to know, you have to know when some, something from outside is coming. You see that? One of the signs of a spiritual person is the control of your tongue. That's what the Bible says, right? In James. What do you say? If you don't offend in word, for, for in many things we offend all. James 3 verse 2. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Why can you bridle your body if you don't offend in word? Because it is through the tongue that is the tongue that sets the body in fire, on fire. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So this tongue, these people who foolish, the lot of foolishness is done in this tongue area. You know what I'm saying? A guy that the Lord has not, maybe a guy as a lady, the Lord hasn't told you this, your wife, nothing spiritual has come about the lady. All that just came is a thought. It's a thought about her. Oh, she's nice. She's a, and that thought most likely is not even your own. A spirit that wants to destabilize you, that wants to throw you off, that wants to, you know what I mean? Just enter your mind, wow, what a nice lady. And all that. Then the foolish guy will now carry his phone and dial her number and start talking to her. Do you understand what I mean? You understand? The moment that thing leaves what you are thinking to, to an action or to your mouth, you, are, you have set your body. Things will just start happening to you. That's the foolishness. <laughs> Or, he, or you start telling another guy, where that lady, there's something, guy, you know, you know, I know maybe it's not, but there's just something about her. They're just talking, talking, talking. You know what I mean? Girl, I'm What's happening there? Do you understand what I'm You are, huh? That spirit that wants to distract you, I'll pour something in your mind, and you carry it and give birth to it. After a while, you start living that reality. Before you will do it next day, you will come here and say, God has told you that this is your wife. You want to marry him or her or something. 
Whereas he didn't come by God. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I just need to wrap up this thing so we can go home tonight. Eh? Amen. Amen. So, so you're seeing this thing about the tongue. So what, so what I'm saying that, so the tongue is a fire, right? What? It's a fire, it, it converts oil to light. It converts oil. That oil is, where's oil? Where oil resides, oil is a vessel property. All right? Oil is a vessel property. Convert oil to light, then light should become oil in the recipient. Right, it will then become oil again, awaken oil in the recipient. That's why you see, if someone with oil in them talks to another person, for a long time, after a while, that person will begin to talk like that guy. Because, and when that talking will start is when oil level has increased to a point where it can produce a fire. Do you see that? Yeah. To the point where you can produce what? Fire. A fire. Praise God. So, so the secret of you seeing that God receiving beings to father. When you say it's time to father this person. To adopt them into fellowship. Is they have to check for something. What are they checking? They're checking for Evidence of a kind of light that is a product of an oil in their vessel. You agree? Those who are redeemed from the earth in chapter 14 of Revelation, who are able to break into that fellowship, right? It's because of their virgin nature. What is their virgin nature? Having oil in their vessel. According to the, the parable of the virgins, or like Jesus thought, they had oil in their vessel to maintain their, their lamp. Uh-huh. So, yes, it's a fullness. So the ones that had it in their lamp didn't have fullness. Said, no, no, you guys are foolish. So the wise virgins are the ones who were able to, to calculate. They accumulated enough oil. Enough oil. That oil is the, is the oil of joy. The facility of joy. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? To... to, to to, to carry the everlasting fellowship with the bridegroom. Are you seeing that? To carry what everlasting word? Fellowship. Wow, what do I mean by that? For access into light. Do I make any sense to you? Uh-huh. I'm making some sense to you. Praise Jesus. So, you see, everything I just taught you, I want to, I want to teach you the secret of this joy. That's what I'm teaching you. You know, I was telling you about this joy. That joy is not just a joy, it's not just a thing of the most holy. No, no, no. The, the, the journey of the spiritual man is the heaving up of joy, is the production of virgins who have enough oil in their vessel. Do you see that? 
right? So back to First John, let's, let's just round it up, amen. There's, there's still so much, but the Lord will help you. If you can meditate around these things, the Lord will add more flesh to you to eat in your heart. Praise God. So, so you're seeing then that what will produce, what you, you need something for the fellowship, right? You need, you need fullness of joy for the fellowship. But this joy comes by interaction with writing. Yes. Yes, that's it. Do you see it? Writing, first and foremost. When you say, what is the first raw thing that, the raw thing which the writing, or when you can replace write there with things written, with scripture. I have taken the journey to define scripture to you. It's not letter. It's not white and black ink. Scripture are things that were released by a fiery operation. Are you getting what I'm saying? That word, they are archived in the book. Uh, do you see that? So the, the purpose for things that are written is for the heaving of joy. It's for to collect joy, to receive joy. That's the purpose of that which is writing. So it, when you are a spiritual man, you now see why in his Lord or he meditate day and night. Who's the light? Right, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You see, standeth not, that walketh not in counsel, you see that? Standeth, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scornful. You see all those words they are, they, are, they, are, they are mentioning there? They are all postures of fellowship. Right? There is walking fellowship, standing fellowship, sitting fellowship. This is a fellowship, right, of darkness. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So the fellowship of darkness is this walking in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the way of sinners, or seated in the seat of the scornful. So the reason for that thing called Christ, nature of Christ, is to deliver you from the power of darkness, or to what? deliver you from the fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Anybody who has not been delivered, who still partakes, who has fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, cannot have fellowship one with another. We cannot have fellowship with him. Cannot walk in the light as he is in the light. You're seeing that. It's the, the spiritual nature is to raise you up to a point where you can have fellowship in light. But first, you must be delivered from darkness. But the message is that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Are you seeing that? So, delivery from that, that what would deliver you from is a fellowship. What is the joy of the spiritual journey? is to break fellowship, right? What makes this one, this one, some walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the way of sinner, sit in the seat? There's a joy, see that scornful nature, which is the peak of ungodliness. That nature of soul is a high joy inside that place. 
All right, it's a, it's a destructive joy. It's a joy of darkness. It's a kind of a fellowship. Say, see, it's comfort. It's a kind of fellowship. But who's the light? Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in this law does he what? Meditate. Aha. He meditates day and night. He's the light. Say he's the light. He's the light. is in the law. Delight. 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 And that is another word for joy. Right? It means that his joy is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he what? Meditate. So what is meditation? Meditation is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a transaction of, of, for fellowship. Meditation is actually, re, what meditation is, it is the, is the, is the receiving of oil into your vessel. That's the purpose of meditation. Spiritual meditation, you see that? A spiritual man, when he's medita- you're meditating on the law, is the receiving of what? Oil. Aha. Into your vessel. And this oil has sellers. Right? They told us full readings, go and buy from them who sell. Now tell me, who are those who sell of oil? A type of seller of oil in Zachariah, those trees that give their golden oil. They are distributaries of trees. Right, those prophetic, that pro- law and prophet, praise Jesus. Who also are sellers? Those who now, what, minister those to, are, are report those things to you. Are who, are, who preach. So which things are reported now to you by them that preach the gospel unto you by the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. They are also sellers of oil. Am I making sense to you? Uh-huh. So if somebody like that is talking, is talking the script, don't, don't listen to him the way you listen to your prof in school. You miss the point. Anytime you are hearing a message, say, where is the oil here that I'm supposed to? That's what you are searching for, oil. That's the wisdom. You see, what, when they say you are that foolish virgin, you didn't have the skill to, to buy oil. Now go and buy, go and look for it. That's what you are lacking. You lack the skill to collect oil from the sellers, those who are, who are givers of oil. Do you see that? I'm, I'm, I'm showing you the joy terrain of the spiritual walk. It's joy, delight that breaks the door of everlasting world. Is how much joy in the soul is an excitement of the soul that raises. Are you seeing that you can't ascend that world? It's a song that opens the door. How, how much spiritual excitement of nature have you what come into? What will set on fire your being? That joy is a fire. Is a fire. Is a fire. The same way the high priest cannot part that veil without fire within. He must carry his coals from the what? From the sanctuary. 
and he must hold it with him into the most holy. Right? That's why the realm before the most holy is the burning realm. It's a realm that is on fire. That's the that's sign of the seraphims. Seraphim, they are called burning ones. Beings who are burning. They are, they are ablaze. That's the sign of, the, you see, the nature of Christ, the fullness of Christ is a burning nature. Right? For, 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 for you to be called a burning one, you have so much oil. So it's very clear that those virgins are born in ones. Souls that are born in. What sets soul ablaze? The scriptures. The scripture. The scripture. Praise God. The scriptures. Say the scriptures. The scriptures. That, do I mean letter? Not letter. So the reason why they send you preachers, you, have, you already have letter. You can go and buy it. You can order it online and bring it to your house. You can have letter but not have scripture. The scripture is the tongue. It's the fire. Bible, paper, letter cannot set you on fire. You, you might read and read, but you might never burn. Do you understand? Just reading it alone by dry like that, you can never burn. But when someone with oil in them and a, a tongue that is on fire, that can kindle a matter. When they, talk, they begin to release such things, they will begin to show flame. They can open the book and take you through the flames of the book. That's what the, script, the, the New Testament exposition. And Jesus said, upon this rock will I build. Will I build. So say build. Yeah. Build my church or build my temple or building of the spiritual man is all the same thing. I will build the spiritual man. The spiritual man is built by what? Such, by such things. You see, it's very clear the temple is calibrated by the fires. The, the, the farther you go, the holier it is. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Praise God. There are some of you that you might say, hey, I need to access this thing that this man is saying, but I don't know how. Pray. Maybe you've never prayed for it before. Pray and then begin to approach ministry of the word from that your point of prayer and have an expectation for such an encounter to occur to you. Do you get what I'm saying? When you see, when that thing called the, that fellowship between the Father and the Son is a fire talking to a fire. Just two, two flames discussing. They, nothing is dry in their world. This one is burning for this one. The other one is burning for him. They are burning for each other. That's their fellowship. That's their conversation. Two beings who are on fire for each other. For you to break into that fellowship, your fire must increase. The flame in your heart. You get what I'm saying? By virtue of how much accumulation of oil, accumulation of joys. Say joys. Joys, 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 joy. The ministry of the New Testament is called, they call it the ministration of the Spirit. It's for to do what? Praise God. The ministry of the New Testament is to, to impart joys to your soul. 
Becoming spiritual is a joyful thing. No? Yes. See, I'm not lying to you. See, the way I am, the way I'm framed. Huh? If there's nothing joyful about spirituality, I will never be spiritual. You don't believe me? It's those who know me, who are closer to me, that will understand. I have, a, I have a playful, a serious something on the outside. Maybe God had to do it that way so that, I don't know, maybe that playful something on the outside. But, sorry, not serious. I mean serious, not playful. So he's correcting me because I'm not too good. <laughs> Amen. Like, I feel like that might be a cloth that they wore over me. Not, it's not now, right from when I was very, very young, very, very small, you know, that kind of thing. Amen. Amen. But I play from morning to night. Praise God. If you want to make me weak, just bring something that has no joy in it. You will just see my weakness. You will just see that, hey, this guy. Has... So for, if God wants me to do something, he must create a joy from somewhere around it. And that's the pathway into spirituality. All these things, like, like, do you think I crack Bible and I every, everything? It's about like, have you ever had that thought about me before? Maybe I just sit down. <laughs> Is that I always read the Bible? Mariam has been living in my house, Joker. They ask them, am I always sitting down cracking Bible all the time at home? <laughs> huh? What did she say? What did she say? Huh? Huh? Okay, then leave them. Ask my wife. <laughs> it's not, that's not where spirituality is. It's not in that, that thing. You, you think I, I went to go and crack this thing I'm teaching you right now? Okay, what is moving me from scripture to scripture? Is the joy. Once I read the scripture, the joy of it lights something. I, I, I see another one. It just comes. You understand what I mean? Now, take that joy away from me. Maybe if you do something that makes me very sad and I just come and try and preach, you just see that it's not possible. It has to be maybe they have to feel me afresh or something has to happen to my heart. I won't be able to teach. That's how the Bible operates. That's how spirituality operates. So if you are wondering all these things, ah, Revelation, why do they do it? If you're asking that kind of question, maybe you are trying to use the wrong door. You're trying to, to use the wrong way of access. God is a playful being. When you get to their fellowship, it sounds serious. Fellowship, Father and the Son. If you know the kind of play that they play in that place. If you know the kind serious play that they play. They are children. Father. Our problems are like Daddy was teaching. He said, we've gained too much age. The world wants to give us age. And Reverend is always teaching me that I want to be as that. It was, I was we're driving him one day from when he was around, last time he came. And then we're just speak, talking in the car. And he, he said, I know, I know your, I know your, your, your goal. You want to be as young as I am, but I want to let you know you can never be. <laughs> and it's true. Everything he said is true. 
Right? That's it. That's it. That's spirituality. Right? But the problem with us is that we play with the world. Like, bring something worldly. We're all everywhere. Wow, happy, everything. Then bring Bible. You need to exchange your joy. Come on, look for joy here in spiritual things. Find, it's there, it's there. I'm not lying to you, I'm not lying to you. It's there. Greatest joys. Yeah. If you follow this joy, they will heave it up. One day your joy will be full. You break, break into fellowship. I'm praying that this school of the spirit will be an awesome time of, of great adventure for your soul. I'm seeing fresh new pathways. No, it's called school of the spirit. School of the spirit. That in this school of the spirit, your soul will be schooled. The spirit of God. The spirit of God will be present too. It will, it will actually be a school. They will prepare a school for us, classroom. Not, not classroom to teach Bible or the letter. It's classroom to teach the spirit. Uh, there will be, there will be, you will begin to gain, as you are under the ministrations, as you participate, you will be gaining inward spiritual instruction. You will be hearing, they will be telling you what to do, secrets of how to. This is, this is the way they will show you. The way is calibrated this way. When you get to this junction, this is how you are. Attack it. These are, you know, these are the leading of spiritual people. They will school your soul in the things of the spirit. Amen. After this season, joy will not be far from you. Yeah. Your soul will no longer have distance. So there is a, there is a, a river whose streams thereof make glad the city. God, that that river, you will just be planted by that river Amen. of joy. They will change your delight, change Amen. your appetite. They will set you on that, that thing called the highway of holiness. It's a joyous highway. When the soul has fought all its battle and settled in the delight of the law of the Lord, you begin to pick pace in the spirit. Johnny, Johnny in the spirit. Do you believe what I'm saying to you? They are going to take, get you to a point where not just cliche or anything. You look at this world, it will mean nothing to you. Yeah. Why? Because you will compare the joy of the world, what the world is trying to, pro, to suggest to you that it has. You know, the world is a liar. Makes you feel like, come, come and have all these things. Settle down here. Couch here. Enjoy your job. Enjoy your home. Enjoy your couch. Enjoy your TV. Enjoy all these things. And that's joy. But you will see those things and see sorrow Amen. in them. But, but when you look into the law of God, you will begin to find joy. Your soul will begin to find joy in the law of the Lord. Do you know who a virgin is? A virgin has no lover, no other lover. The heart of a virgin, virgin beats for one, just one. The virgin, a virgin's soul has no other joy anywhere. Our soul is tuned, calibrated to only find her joy in one person, in her beloved. So will your soul be towards the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for you that everything that you have desired, 
of the Lord. If you have prayed any prayer in this season, if you have had any heartfelt request, request from the Lord, the Bible says that the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I pray that for you in the name of Jesus, that your prayers will avail. Amen. Whatever you've asked the Lord, because we've spent time, we have labored, we've not just prayed blindly, we took time to sit under the atmosphere of the Spirit. We've had visitation from the angel of the Lord. We've taken our time without haste to hear what he has to say, to give the direction of the Lord's will. And the Bible says that if, if you abide in me, my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire. And he said that it shall be done. I said that so shall it be unto you. In the name, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All, every righteous expectation in your heart for this season, for this school of the spirit, the Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be cut short. Amen. Yours will not be cut short. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Father, we bless you. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Just begin to pray and speak to the Lord in your heart as we have communion. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we have prayed. We believe you have heard. But our hope is not in our prayers. We are, our trust is in your mercy. Lord, we pray, have mercy on us. Have mercy. Come and visit us. We anticipate your coming. We anticipate you. More than we have prayed for, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. Thank you, Father. We receive blessing. We pray for school of the Spirit. Lord, take control. Come and do your thing. What you want to do. As we go these next few days, keep our hearts. Keep our minds. Help us to maintain the preparation. Even take it further on an individual level. May we all come prepared, ready to be blessed by you. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the glory. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.